turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Shocking to watch as um, we are now up to 82% of Americans, 82% of Americans strongly disapprove of the economy. I mean, that is a staggering, staggering stat that I don't think it's ever been that high. What exactly has to happen to remove a president? Does he have to have uh, government apparatchiks break into the headquarters? Of the opposition party, really? That's what gets somebody to get thrown out of the presidency? Not absolute and total incompetence? Obviously, we're dealing with somebody who's very sick. Even his wife knows it. As she whisks him away when asking questions, as he's supposed to face the people before, he goes to his $6 million beachfront home that we just paid $500,000 to put a fence around, ironically enough. They can drill so the hell won't have it. But they're not doing it, number two. Number three... I think we're going to be in a position where we're going to. So that's his mistress wife who's pulling him by his arm. We got to go as if they flew commercial instead of the helicopter. And how many gallons of gas do you think it's burning up? Back and forth and back and forth. Every weekend he gets to go to the beach. Do you go to the beach? This is a. Something that only a Democrat would stand for, as they still, there are still few people out there who think that this imbecile not only legitimately won the election, but somehow deserves to remain in it. I've always asked this question, what exactly are the standards of failure in the Democrat Party? And then every once in a while, Chicago gives me the answer. For today, today, there was Bernie Sandinista, Bernie Sanders, and the Parasite Army. As he, as he heads a socialist pep rally in the sewer of Chicago. One of the prime examples of why a Democrat should never be in charge. I'd like to know how many of the, the, the victims there, or how many of the people were victimized by Chicago crime and carjack. And it has thousands of people, thousands of people, are still turning to this Democrat mafia socialist experiment, riddled in scandal and failure. What is the lure? And the lure is quite simple. You can tolerate this kind of failure when the government pays for everything. And this is the fear. See, now, if you had a society with any intellect, any at all, it would reject the idea that government can spend or do anything. However, what these imbeciles, these children, these parasites, longing to sit on their asses and get paid to do nothing, they're not interested in righting the wrong and experiencing the kind of success this country became the youngest and the richest on. 
They're interested in adopting all of the policies that destroy the rest of the country. And it does explain how these appointed experts all preference, not because they're good at being economists, but because they're women, genitalia and race, like Cecilia Rouse. We understand the anxiety. The president understands the anxiety, is focused on what he can do to lower costs for families, uh, to address the, the price sure. of gasoline, although that is set on the world market. Uh, but, you know, we need to get to the other side of this because that is... They all understand. You just got to hang on. It's going to be bumpy a little bit. I'm going to the beach. Only a Democrat would just wait for a welfare increase. And by the way, they're getting the welfare increases. It's truly astonishing what we're spending money on. For over a year, we have cataloged numerous examples of ridiculous waste of federal tax dollars from the American Rescue Plan, $1,400 stimulus checks to Japanese citizens living in Japan, $783 million to checks to prisoners, $2 million to purchase a ski area, $140 million for luxury hotel developments in Florida, $20 million to modernize fish hatcheries in Maine, $4 million for a bird sanctuary, $2 million for a golf course. Sounds like a lot, but there's a lot more. $15 million of taxpayer dollars to help develop a venue in New Jersey to host the 2026 World Cup. $7 million to social media influencers to promote seafood. $2 million to plant trees in New York. $5 million for a moonshine walking trail. $7 million for horse racing in Arizona. $250,000 for pickleball courts. $800,000 for luxury apartments in Connecticut. And $4 million for beach bathrooms and parking lots in South Carolina. This list goes on and on. This is why we need answers from the administration. So what did American families get? I'll tell you. They got higher prices and lower real wages. And the communists in our country, the The politicians, the political whores and pimps like Bernie Sanders, a man who never worked a day in his life, has a worker party unite like it was Germany in the 1930s and wannabe parasites rally around him to get cut in on this waste, fraud and abuse, because that's the two trillion dollar boondoggle of Biden. That's how you waste the people's money. I don't know why there's inflation. And who's the bad guy, Bernie Sanders? Oh, oil executives and capitalism. After all. Since the 80s, this communist sympathizer bastard has been promoting dictators from around the world. Ones that have murdered their people. Countries with no judicial system whatsoever. Kind of like Washington, D.C. My discussions with the mayor of Yaroslavl, a gentleman named Alexander Ryapkov, were very warm. He is a very, very pleasant man. Yeah, he just liked to imprison a lot of Russians that spoke up against, you know, like communism. He's a wonderful, warm man. Those Russians get drunk in the morning, they kill in the afternoon, and everybody gets health care. Right, Bernie? You moron. You workless fraud. In the 1980s, current Democratic presidential frontrunner Bernie Sanders was mayor of the small town of Burlington, Vermont. But during that time, he made some big trips across the Cold War divide to nations like Nicaragua, the Soviet Union, and Cuba. After each trip, he came back with a review. 
Nicaragua with the Sandinistas, the Soviet Union in the Cold War with the Soviets, and, and Cuba? Cuba. You know why we have so many Cubans in Florida? Because Cuba was such a prison island, they took their chances swimming because their families were slaughtered, their property confiscated, their life a torture chamber. And this idiot is in the sewer of Chicago, a city that is a joke, not just nationwide anymore, but around the world, promoting his ideology of totalitarian communism in the sense it's some utopia where you get to win. These imbeciles, these children, these sophomoric, lazy frauds are parasites in this country, not voters. News that mix some criticism. The quality of your housing is not good. With plenty of praise. But we appreciate the fact that people are paying 5%. The quality of your health care. Yeah, <laughs> your, your house has no heat or air, or no windows, but you pay 5% of the cost, you know, of places with those things, like heat, air, and windows, and electricity. I mean, this is the kind of sophomoric fraud that only only college people could believe they're smart and believe that this man is capable of doing anything but it does explain why he could only work in the only industry of fraud lipstick on a pig salesman known as a politician we understand is not good but in the united states believe me we have enormous problems in terms of our health care system health care in nicaragua is now free uh infant mortality has been greatly reduced also we're extremely impressed by their public transportation system. In fact, it was the cleanest, most effective mass transit system that I've ever seen in my life. In terms of land... Oh, we, ha- we, we have a transit system. And didn't Mayor Lightfoot, who's dressed like a male detective from the 30s, she just gave away a bunch of free rides. How's that working out? A young man is recovering after he was stabbed on a CTA train. It was just the latest in a rash of violence on the, on the city's public transit system. CBS 2's Marissa Parra is at the Red Line stop at State and Randolph to break down the disturbing trend. I don't know what it is. Socialism works everywhere around the country. Just ask a rat bastard Democrat who's never worked a day in his life. But every time we try it here, it bankrupts the country. Violence ensues, chaos, corruption, and Democrats seem to get elected all the time. That's the real goal, huh, Bernie? You fraud, you con man, you communist sympathizing rat. Reform, giving for the first time in their lives real land to farmers so that they can have something that they grow. Nobody does. You know, our farmers have real land, too, here. Stupid. They work. And they buy it. And funny thing, versus here, like the Soviet Union, they actually own it. Now, sure, politicians try to backdoor nationalize it through taxation and regulation. But uh, if they say something against the government here, at least for now, their family doesn't get slaughtered and it get handed to another insider with the government. But that's really the government you like, isn't it, Bernie? And you Democrat roaches. That they are making a significant progress in those areas. By the time that Somoza was ready to go out, every You know, now to his defense, Nicaragua makes a wonderful cigar. In fact, it's really the only product they make. And the people who make it, the slaves that make it, get paid by their government, which is a socialist government, about 35 cents a day. Government makes all the profit, kind of like our government. The same time you go to Chicago and throw a, assault, verbally assault, our oil companies, our privately held oil companies. Yet there you are representing a government that rakes in $5.9 trillion. And what does it do? It fails. It wastes. It spends. Kind of like all those communist countries you love so much. I despise this guy. And after he was gone, I think what many members of the Nicaraguan establishment felt, well, we got rid of that guy. Now we'll get a nicer guy in there who will also protect the interests of the rich people, but not as vicious. Yeah, that nice guy, from what we can see, he's only killed about 180,000 people. 
What's the judicial system? They have defense attorneys? Do they have attorneys? Nicaragua, it's the land of paradise. The only thing to come out of Nicaragua that are good are people that are running from, from that kind of socialism and cigars. Well, the Sandinistas apparently did not agree with that. They really were talking about a transformation of society, giving power to the poor people, to the working people. Yeah, the Sandinistas were great for the poor people. You're a Sandinista. And the people that went to that rally in that sewer of Chicago, they're worse than just Democrats. They're communists. And anybody that would listen to a word that comes out of your mouth is a born parasite and loser. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest of the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. As I went walking that ribbon of highway... I saw above me. What a piece of garbage he always was. Do you know, Squirrel? I saw below never me had a job in his life. First job he had, he was elected mayor. He's never worked. They had an hour and a half worker party unite. All children who've never held a fracking job in their life, and all union mafia members who want to get something for nothing break time, vacation time, mediocrity at extremely high pay. You want to know the problem with this country? Those people, the parasites. Unions built the middle class. Unions destroy the middle class. They're very sympathetic to socialism, though, because they're not based in anything else. Carlos, Hoffman Estates. Hey, listen, Shawnee. You were talking about Nicaragua and their crooked government. The great Roberto Clemente got on an airplane and died trying to uh, send supplies to Nicaragua because the Nicaragua government was taking the supplies for themselves. He got in a plane because he wanted to ensure the supplies were getting to the people. They were taking that stuff for them. Carlos, I, uh, I'm very blessed in life. My dearest friend in life is Cuban. And I was four years old, and we've been friends that long. His mother and father were basically exiled from Cuba. Their families imprisoned, murdered. It's the same thing in Nicaragua. Same thing in yep. Venezuela. Yep. It's the same thing wherever these third-world socialist rats who share the exact same ideology with this fraud Marxist scumbag Bernie Sanders. And this idiot gets there, I, I and thousands of kids... I can't stand Bernie Sanders. It's a, it's, it, it's a disgrace. He should be thrown out of office for sedition. Instead, he's a cult figure. And that's the problem. You want to talk about a red flag? That's the problem. That's the problem. Because those people are the ones that destroy our country. Just like the ones in the 30s. Did you know this, Carlos? Did you know that six months, I think it's six or eight months before World War II, Madison Square Garden sold out. Do you know who sold it out? Nazis. American Nazis. Do you know yep. who their president was? Who they were a main supporter of? FDR. The irony there. But it does explain why FDR called Stalin Uncle Joe. Scumbag that he was. Jim in Chicago. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you were going to be executed tomorrow, what cigar would you pick? The Nicaraguan Avo, 6x60. Is that a good one? It's fantastic. The I believe Valencia you. Valencia is, is right next to it, though. But go ahead. I believe you. I, I just, I'm just curious. How did the Roosevelt get elected to four terms? If he would have lived, he wouldn't want a fifth term. Because, well, there was uh, a, a multitude of reasons. Number one. We had, at that time in the country, a tremendous amount of Nazis and Marxists. Mainly, they were immigrants. He also sold and lied 
about Social Security. He had to hire a Madison Avenue advertising firm to sell that scheme that has bankrupted the nation since it was implemented as an insurance policy. There is no such thing as an insurance policy. There is no trust. Al Gore put it, didn't put it in a box, although he should have put Tipper's lunch in one. Maybe he should have lost some weight. It turns out that FDR was the, the main fraud, and the economic turmoil he created is really what kept us in a depression for 10 years. If it, ironically, if it wasn't for America fighting those people who shared the ideology of FDR, the Nazis, it turns out we would have still been in depression. But that's my problem now, Jim. That's my fear. Those people, although ignorant because they came from very socialist countries, were susceptible to it, along with Americans who were dragged down into the depression. That's the problem when people are broke. They turn to socialism because they can't see a dead end. It's a dead end. They don't understand. They're turning to their abuser. You want to know why we're in this predicament? I just played the clip of the congressman telling you all of the waste, fraud, and abuse that just happened in this last $2 trillion. Here's the good news, Jim. I think it happened all the time. Whenever the government spent money, it happened when Trump spent money. It happened when Obama spent money. That's why this one that we're coming up against, this is going to be a lot worse than 08, kid. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate the call. Mike Sherville. Hey, uh, Sean, I can't stand Bernie Sanders or Larry David. You know, there's a good <laughs> book I have about FBR called Do Root Deal or Raw Deal. Uh, it, it really tells how he, you're right. He screwed everything up. But that second, uh, that red flag law in six months will be just like Nicaragua. Because everybody be turning anybody else in as a crazy and gets the government the right to come and get your guns, and they'll be swimming back to Cuba. Mike, do you know as a citizen of those countries, Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela, do you know how you get a better apartment, how your family makes more money? No. You turn in your, your fellow citizens no. to the government for breaking the rules. You turn them in for operating under the, the authority of the authoritarian government. That's the only way you get ahead in those countries. That's why what they're doing come now. Come into a neighborhood near you. They're setting the, oh yeah, these are, these are those third world communist socialists, Sandinistas. That's Bernie Sandinista, not Sanders. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate the call. At least there's enough of us that know it. It's obvious what he's doing. This imbecile should be embarrassed to show his face or open his rat mouth. Instead, he's promoting the exact thing that tore down every country around the world. And it's, it's the problems in this country as we flirt with it. When you hire Democrats, when you put them in powers of even your lowly municipality, it is a mafia organization, not a political party. And it's winning. And that's the real problem. Dr. Joe, Greece. Yes, sir. Um, I was telling the, uh, the girl that uh, we were talking just now, the screener, that I, when I was in medical school in Greece, they were, I had two classmates that they had been, their family had been for generations over in Russia um, since the Byzantine Empire. And yes. when it became communist, their grandparents put in an application to return back to Greece, which was approved 56 years later. <laughs> and the grandkids <laughs> came over, and they were in medical school. Both their parents, they were uh, farmers, and they were saying, they were saying to me, if 5% of the wheat that they were gathering were theirs, they would do anything to do to gather the wheat. Yeah. Uh, the way the system, the Russian system uh, was at the time, you know, the communists, they never, they got paid the same no matter what they did. Oh, yeah. So, uh, 
if we are to emulate some system like that, as Bernie uh, is, uh, you know, something that he is admiring, then I don't think that we are going anywhere. No. No, and this is the, the, the downside, Dr. Joe, is that there are thousands of kids that are buying this bull dunk from this old wretched scumbag who's never worked a day in his life. The ideology he's promoting, ironically, is probably why 90% of their grandparents fled socialist countries. And here's their good-for-nothing wannabe parasite kid who wants college for free, he wants insurance for free, he wants money for free. He wants his apartment for free, he wants his car for free. And these are the people that have but torn down societies since the dawn of man. That's correct. And the funny thing is that their grandparents had died before the, the uh, application was approved. Oh, of course. Anyway. Do, you know, do you know why they died, Dr. Joe? Because they work. You notice how all these old bastards, these political whores, are all alive at 80 and 90? You know why? Because they don't work a day in their <laughs> red bastard life. Thank you, Dr. Joe. 312-642-5600. I'm the only candidate up here who's not a billionaire. I don't have a super pack. I don't even have a backpack. <laughs> Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Find a girl, settle down. If you want, you can marry. Look at me. I am old, but I'm happy. All the times that I've cried. I think this is what Joe Biden hears in his head when he's walking on the beach trying to remember his first name and who his wife is versus his nurse. Honey Bunny found a great clip. Russian troops are headed for Central America. In a decree authorized by Nicaraguan President Daniel Ortega, Russia is allowed to deploy troops, planes, and ships to the country about a thousand miles south of Florida. Also, the decree says twice a year, Russia can deploy small contingents of troops for the exchange of experiences and training. Russia says this training is to develop cooperation in various areas, including humanitarian and yeah. emergency responses. So they're they're with Cuba. There's Russians in Cuba. Now there's Russians in Nicaragua. Why? How come all the Nicaraguans are coming? Where are you going? Where are you guys going? I thought it's great. Bernie Sanders says you have health care, schools, you get housing. You know, it's real nice. You don't have air, but that's okay. Neither will we pretty soon. This morning, the nation's power grid facing questions and a serious test. Blazing heat with more right behind it, pushing demand like never before. The risk that we're seeing across the system is higher than we've seen before. This map showing a risk for summer blackouts covering nearly two-thirds of the entire country. Summer blackouts on two-thirds of the country. Welcome to Biden's America, you rat moron Democrat roaches. Look what you did. Who ever heard of a blackout here? Of course, if you live in California where the Democrats rule, there's blackouts. Nicely done, scumbags. Judy, Judy, Judy. Crystal Lake. Hi, Sean. Hi, Judy. Uh, Colin, you're talking about all this waste and spending. Uh Why can't they make a bill one thing? Come on, Judy. Where have you been? They, you see, here's how it works. They they name it lollipops and unicorns. And then they, they talk about one thing that's in it, and they throw on a thousand things that aren't in it so that the Congress people can pay off those con- contributors who bribed them and bought them that $3,000 suit. It's all money laundering. Yes. But how, how do we change that? That's what I want to know. The Convention of the States is how you change it. Convention of the States is changing this country. 
Every day they're getting more and more states. And nobody's talking about it, which means it's very, very effective. Because what happens when you get 34, that's the magic number. Now those 34 states, anything this idiot in diapers does, gone means nothing. The federal EPA means nothing. Those states will be able to run themselves. Companies, free companies, will go to those states, and the country will divide without a formal declaration. That's exactly the way you save it. Because the only thing systemic is the government corruption that comes out of Washington, D.C. you got to break it, or it will destroy the country. Either that or Root and Toot and Poon's going to go for a walk through Florida. One or the other. So that's how you break it. Because right now, you sent the Tea Party. You had the big push. Never forget who, who's a big representative of the Tea Party. Adam Kinzinger. He's the guy that's helping the Marxist mafia use all a variety of different rules and regulations to erode your unalienable rights and usurp our Constitution. That's, that's a Tea Party guy. How do you think the rest of them turned out? So... Enough with the Tea Party already. It doesn't work. And whoever organized it, you guys suck at vetting candidates. So it isn't going to be the red wave of conservatives because that doesn't mean jack anymore. What happens is they get in and they say, hmm, I could represent freedom, America, and a small government. I could try and shrink it. Or or I could make phone calls for an hour and a half a day, go get a massage, get my chakra realigned, go to lunch, get a couple lines of blow, and then do it all again the next day by just raising money from companies that are in my district and I bring home government money to them. I think I'll take B. That's exactly what happens. And in there lies your problem. So convention of states, it's time to separate and let the good states separate from the, from the parasites, like Illinois, New York, New Jersey, where Bernie Sanders goes there and there's thousands that show up for a rally. Those states dress everyone like the tidy bow man and flush it. Thank you very much, Judy. I appreciate it. Megan, Orland Park. Sean, hey, um, I just found something out recently. Um, you probably know it. Maybe your audience doesn't. George Soros um, is Jewish, but the bigger point here is George Soros lived through World War II and he read it on other Jewish families to the Nazis for, like, what you're saying the Nicaraguans get, like, treats and favors and all that. Yeah, I believe, if, if, if memory serves me correct, he was a, a kid, and he um, organized the youth in the neighborhood to separate them to be part of the Hitler Youth so they could stay alive. I'm not quite sure. You know, he was a kid, so it wasn't as if he was doing adult activity. If I remember correctly, he was about 14, 13, 14. And I do think he was integral in the Hitler youth mo movement. But that's not, that's not uncommon. That's how people survive in those conditions. That's how people survive. I understand the outrage, but that's how people survive. That's what happens. That's why those governments should be ostracized, not dealt with. There should be no trading with them. There should be no negotiating with them. There should be no benefit, no money. We built this problem. Our government has been working to topple and put in dictators we thought we could get along with the whole time, not understanding there's no such thing as a good socialist. There's no such thing as a good fascist. And that, that, that's a bipartisan problem, Megan. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, Rob LaGrange. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking the call. Here, I'm about ready to drop $110 for 20 gallons of gas. You believe this? Did you read? Yep. Did you read the article today in the Tribune about the $2 billion wasted on unemployment? I heard about it. I didn't go through yep. the title. 
I worked my ass off today. Three, three point nine million totals. More than half of it was stolen. <laughs> Identity theft. And now I'm wondering, can they also then get mail-in ballots? Of course. Well, so you know, who knows? Who knows? I mean, you really think they're gonna they're gonna check the ballots right now? With everything going on, you got eighty two percent of the country that says, What the hell is going on? Even idiots that voted for Biden are saying what the hell's going on. You think that they're not gonna cheat this time to hold some offices? Of course they are. And where where is the cheating gonna be prevalent? In the Democrat strongholds, because that's how they exist. That's how they exist. Yep. You know, it's funny we had we had a, a Jim from Chicago called, he's like, How did FDR win? Do you know the scandal that was involved in the elections of FDR? Do you know he he won those same areas? He had the army of Joe Kennedy. He appointed Joe Kennedy head of the SEC, where he quadrupled his fortune by front-running orders. Yeah, he was like a Citadel. And he made a fortune back then. And uh, he got out the vote, man. He protected the power. And that's exactly how they stay in power. So I'm not one of those guys that's going to come out here, oh, it's going to be a red wave. I don't think that. The way I look at it, you got at least 26 states, 22 states that are stronghold Democrat sewers, and they're going to hold their Democrats. Believe me, because voting there, it's like rolling dice with Big Jilly. I remember where the dots were. You lost. Thank you very much, Rob. Appreciate the call. You didn't think I could put in a Guys and Dolls reference. I did. John, Milwaukee. Hello, I'm Upper Michigan, so I hope I don't lose you with the lousy cell co- coverage up here, Sean. Uh, what's the difference? <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. Uh, what's the difference between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders knows where he is. Yeah, this man is a is an embarrassment, the laughing stock of the world. I was going to say, uh, Mr. Union, man, how many jobs were lost on the uh, pipeline? I fourteen thousand in his first day. He he literally fired fourteen thousand. Union guys, but they were in a, they were in an area that Joe Biden can't make the the money he does from the corrupt green movement. See, that's this whole thing. Their projects, all of the money that we had the congressman, that's all funneled back to to politicians. Thirty percent of that is kickbacks to the to the politicians. How do you think these scumbags live in six million dollar houses on the beach? How do you think a, a moron like Adam Kinzinger? Yep. This kid did nothing in his life. His salary is one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. That he has to pay taxes on. What do you think his net worth is? They steal the fracking money. It's legitimized theft. And that's the problem. That's why, you know, when Judy said, well, how do you fix it? You fix it by crushing the entire system and putting the restraints the only where they're supposed to be. Not on you, the earner. No, we're, you make 400000 we take your money. No, no, no. You put restraints on the rat political whores who are pretending to be your representatives. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the I believe this guy became a radical, didn't he? When you come and hold that All right, let's go to the lines. I got a I got an interview to come up, coming up. So let's go to Kenny in Displains. Hey Kenny. Hey. Hey, Sean. Yes. Just a quick note. I grew up with the Seniglias and the Manzos in Stone Park. Oh, wow. Look at so you. I think we probably crossed our lines a few times. But anyway. Sure. The girls that we're all talking about. I'm a travel. libertarian. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you, yeah. Well, you know, Sam Seniglia Park over there at 25th and uh, Lake Street. Nope. But anyway, all mobsters. All mobsters living off the Democrat dime, guaranteed. Yeah. Um, I just got a question for you. So 
I'm going to vote on the 28th here at the primaries. I'm going to take a Democrat ballot. I'm a libertarian. I don't give. I really don't care yeah. about either side. But who do you think I should vote for? That's not. That's the better choice of the. Well, of first the, of all, there's, the there's nobody. There's, here's the problem. There's nobody on the Democrat side that even remotely understands the principles of liberty. So you can't. I don't think you could take that ballot. I, I I personally think you should just grab the Republican ballot and file it empty. That's what I used to do. Not good enough. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, I heard that's, that the other day. I'm yeah. telling you, that's that's the best way to do it. I'm not going to play uh, losing in slow motion with 90 percent of the Republicans. Um, you know, but here I I don't vote there anymore. I I was I was in my 50s. I said that's it. I had enough. I'm, I want my vote to count, and I want to be represented. And I'm going to tell you something, Kenny. It's the greatest thing I ever did. And I, that's the one thing I want to share with all Illinoisans. You don't have no, to I take. Just, you don't I just have don't to take. Go to you don't have to take it. You could listen to me. You could. You survived in that neighborhood. You could survive anywhere. Throw a dart at the board. You'd be better off than you are in that sewer. Thank you, brother. Yep. Uh, Gary, Chicago. Hi, Gary. Hey, Sean. Just it's me. All right. Hey, you know, um, I'm I'm interested in this convention of states things thing. I uh, saw the website. I want to go there. I want to spread the word. Um, is that where I start with that? Yes. Go there. And here's what I'm going to do, Gary. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to effort to get the president of it, and we're going to do an interview. I'm going to do it next week. What do you think of that? All right. Fantastic. We're going to. And uh, I love the interview with Gary Rabine. I oh, hope he stays in it and can get farther. I do. Uh, he's got a great name. I got one All coming right. up with we Ben Carson. Got to get the state. I got one coming up with Ben Carson. Yeah. Ben Carson's a hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. You're going to like it. Thank you very much, Gary. I appreciate All it. All right. Uh, Sheila, Arlington Heights. Hey. Hey, thanks. Thank you for taking this call. Just wanted to say one way people can make changes to get involved locally. I am locally involved with School District 25 in Arlington Heights, putting on the ballot for June 28th, which has never done, been done before, a $75 million tax increase for child care and they're calling it child care they called it child care april may and part of june but because i'm speaking up and saying taxpayers are not on the hook for child care they've now rephrased it to call it early learners but it's a half day which of, of kindergarten which is first grade readiness and a half day play-based so Sheila, and kindergarten you're, and you're living yeah. in a play you know i mean bernie sanders gets thousands of kids today right and he's promoting yeah, an ideology. They want you he's, cradle to grave. But he's promoting an ideology that is literally enslaving one man to another. That's the, the yep. base fo- philosophy of what he's promoting. And what they've managed to do is, through witchcraft and spin, make these kids feel like they're going to benefit from this utopia. Yeah. And it, well, it, parents, it unfortunately, it, great. in these Democrat strongholds in Arlington Heights, which is a Democrat stronghold, it yeah. used to be it used to be Republican, Terrible. and overnight it flipped. They're going to want yeah, this, yeah. so I I love that you're doing this. I really do, and you sound wonderful as as ninety percent of of the people who are trapped in these areas. But at a yeah. certain point, you would be better off supporting a candidate that stood for principles in another state, even if you can't move, and just support yeah, those 100%. those very select candidates. Hey, Larry Elder, I I, I promoted Larry Elder so, while he was running for governor. And Love people it. are like, who's Larry Elder? I'm like, he's California, man. This yeah. guy is on fire. It's, it's hard. And we're dragging around, absolutely... we're dragging around dummies. There's still a lot of Democrats in this country, and that's yeah, what they are. It's... They're stupid. And the proof is in the pudding. Everything they touch turns to Durban. 312-642-5600.
Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. If dignity, courage, achievement, fortitude had one single name, it would be Ben Carson. His story is more than inspirational. It is fantastic. His name is Dr. Ben Carson, and we all know who he is. He's written a new book. I want to thank you so much for making time for me. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I remember watching you in 2013 display courage and intellect and integrity. And I've been a fan ever since. So, um... Tell me a little bit about your new book, which is taking on, once again, something you're not afraid of, a hot topic. It's called Created Equal, The Painful Past, yes. Confusing Present, and Hopeful Future of Race in America. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me. Thank all the people for putting the book already on the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, but, you know, I was noticing that everything seemed to be circling back to race, and people were using race as a cudgel to beat people into submission, to make white people feel guilty, to make minorities, and particularly blacks, feel like victims in a society, and and that our system is systemically infected with racism and cannot be healed except to redo the whole society. And uh, I just think that is so blatantly false when I well, look you- at the way that things have changed. You and I come from um, similar kind of areas. They're, they're mafia, Democrat strongholds. And they have to figure out a way to balkanize the people. And the last thing right. they need people that they are ruling over and they are victimizing to do is think that they, in fact, are being victimized rather than just victims of circumstance and, and some opposition. And that is really, when you think about it, a brilliant trick that the Democrat Party has been able to do to people of all races, yeah, but specifically your race. It's all about manipulation and, you know, driving wedges and separating people into groups. You know, using race, that's their big, biggest trump card. But also income, age, religion, political affiliation, gender. They use a whole host of things to divide us up and then to, to try to manipulate those different groups into thinking, that they, in fact, are the saviors. But I've seen uh, something happen to you that I never thought would happen. You are the story that should be talked about everywhere. You are somebody who grew up in the projects with nothing, nothing, and became beyond successful in whatever endeavor you tried. And that was because you never relied on somebody to give you dignity. You were willing to earn it. And you learned that from your mother, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. She was the wisest person I ever knew. She didn't have much in the way of education, but she had a lot of common sense, which seems to be something that's missing these days. And probably, other than making sure that we achieved academically, 
the most incredible thing she did was she did not allow us to be victims. And she did not allow us to make excuses. You could never offer her an excuse. The first thing out of her mouth would be a poem called Yourself to Blame. And then right after that came the question, do you have a brain? And if the answer was yes, then you could have thought your way out of it. It doesn't matter what somebody else did or said. And, you know, once you develop that mindset, then you start looking for solutions rather than excuses. And I certainly wish that our current president had grown up with the influence of my mother. Yeah, so do I. I think so do all of us. Um, we'd be in a lot better position. But it's something, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about your life. You grew up in Detroit and you grew up in the hardest time, arguably, of, a, of an economy, of a time in America. Yet did you ever think as you were working through all this that when you would be 70 years old, right? You're, aren't you 70 years old? Yes. When you'd yes. be 70 years old, you would hearken back to a time in the 1970s when you when, when people of all races had at least a better opportunity because there was a better standard of acceptability in the nation. And the things that are going on now, your mother and the people of that era would be appalled by. Absolutely. When we look at the deterioration that has occurred in our society, and, you know, in the book I talk about several reasons for it, but, but one of the things that really stands out is the role of the media. The media was so important, for instance, during the civil rights movement. Uh, reporters would embed themselves into dangerous situations, sometimes being beaten. Uh, but, you know, they really shed light on what was going on, particularly in the Deep South, and it made a big difference in our country. But now they have sort of gone off the reservation, so to speak. They don't realize the importance of their role in maintaining a just and equitable society. And they don't realize that there's only one business that is protected by our Constitution, and that is the press. And the reason they're protected is because they're supposed to disseminate unbiased information to the people because the country is supposed to be run by the will of the people. But if you have a press that is distorting the information that they give to people and using it to manipulate them, then we really are off course, and that's exactly what has happened. And I don't think the press even realizes what they're doing, because if they did, they would understand that communists and socialists all over the world, when they gain power, the first thing they do is they completely control the press. So they don't realize that they're creating their own demise. And it almost feels to me like they're cohorts in the corruption because that is the only systemic problem this country really has. And if you look back at the way in which we were raised, and I say we, I'm a generation behind you, but I was raised by those kind of people with those kind of mentality. Racism was the lowest thing you could be, a racist, the lowest form, the lowest intelligence. It was a, a, a default collectivism that was rejected yeah. by anybody with an IQ over 60. And it's almost unbelievable to watch how they've been able to indict absolute strangers who've lived their lives with integrity, never being racist, but yet yeah. because of their own race, they're wielding racism in the name of correcting a racism that most often didn't exist. It's, it's brilliant in its diabolical nature, is it not? It is, but I, I think they're the boy who cried wolf too much. I think people are, are starting to get over that. And, you know, they, they use it to create white guilt. 
because if you can create white guilt, guilty people tend not to speak out. And therefore, you can do all kinds of things to rapidly change the society, defund the police, let dangerous criminals out to terrorize neighborhoods, not guard your southern borders, let everybody into the country, uh, have policies that destroy the economic base. You know, do all of these things, and you can get to a point where you can fundamentally change the society because then you can say, you see, this stuff that you guys are doing doesn't work. We need a different system. And And we have got to be smart enough to realize what's happening here. And it's funny because uh, since the war on poverty, what it's really done is achieve more poverty. And since the idea that um, you were going to help people by making them dependent on government, all you've done is increase those people and you build that animosity, but you also build a willing servitude where people are willing to put yeah. up with the nonsense. And, the, and, and do you often, are you astonished as I am that the, the, the people of minorities, minority, minority races, are going to the very people who throughout history have abused them, the Democrat Party? Joe Biden, friend, yes. eulogized Robert Byrd. The irony is is beyond outrageous to me. It is, although I am encouraged, I will say, by the fact that many of the people coming across our southern border are not necessarily jumping on, on board <laughs> those people who've yep. been manipulating them. And I think that may be a, a little bit of a surprise to them. And it used to be when I would go to a conservative gathering, I was the only black face there. There are a lot of blacks there now. And uh, I think people are starting to wake up all across this country. You know, you look at what happened in November in Virginia. Parents getting involved, not standing in the corner with their head down, hoping somebody doesn't call them a nasty name, but getting involved regardless of the consequences. And I see that happening across our country. And sometimes it's darkest before the dawn. Sometimes it has to get like this before people actually realize what's happening and what we have to lose. And I think Americans are different than people in lots of other countries that have gone by the wayside in recent years. I don't think Americans are going to sit here quietly and let our rights be taken away from us. Are you shocked that they didn't recognize the successes you had in your position in the Trump administration, ironically working with, in some cases, some notable Democrats. I mean, I remember hearing Paul Harvey tell a story about how he first met you early on before Trump was sworn in, and you discussed some ideas that you guys immediately implemented, and it was the betterment for all neighborhoods. Are you shocked that they can't even recognize success anymore? No, I totally expect that. You know, they didn't talk a lot about the enormous success that we had in so many different areas. But the good thing is they've kept a lot of those things in place. So I will give them credit for that. They'll, they'll never acknowledge where the ideal came from. But I don't care about that as as long as you have success. Because, you know, the real goal is to create self-sufficiency, not dependency. And I've found in Washington, particularly up on the Hill, there are a lot of people who do not want people to get out of a state of dependency. It really is the 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 perfect prison. It doesn't really have bars or handcuffs or chains, but it really does work quite effectively as you become dependent. And ironically, I think the more government helps you, the less dignity and self-respect people have. And it does explain so many of the news stories we watch on a nightly basis, doesn't it? That's, 
absolutely correct. And and remember, uh, no one ever thought that the United States would work, that our system would work. This was a great experiment. And Europeans particularly said, you can't have a country that's run by the will of the people. You have to have a, a, a monarch or a governing body. And um, even in 1787, when Benjamin Franklin came out of the Constitution Hall after they finished their laborious task of creating our Constitution, a woman said, sir, what do we have here? A monarchy or a republic? And he said, a republic if you can keep it. And that's really the question for us today. This is the greatest threat that we've had to our democratic republic. But our our founders knew that this day would come. They knew that there would come a time when there would be people who were trying to insert government into everything and to take control of our lives. They knew that. And that's why they gave us the voting system that they did. But people have to realize you have to be a responsible voter. You can't just go into the booth and look for a name that looks familiar and check that off, which is what so many people do. You have to study the people. You have to understand what their records are and do they, in fact, align with your values because most of the American people, it doesn't matter what party they're from, have good and decent values. And we're letting ourselves be driven by people who have different values but a loud microphone. Now that you're out of the Trump administration, um, I came from a, an ethnic neighborhood, and we had poor people. However, when somebody would achieve greatness or achieve success, when they would come back to the neighborhood, we would treat them with the utmost respect, and they were it was admiration. It was wonderful. Now that you're out of the Trump administration, when you go back into neighborhoods that you're from, are you treated that way? Uh, for the most part, I am. Um, and I'm treated with surprise by a lot of people because after they've actually had a chance to meet me, hear what I have to say, they say, you know, you're nothing like they portray you on television. Uh, because that's what they try to do. They try to distort people's image and they try to create a certain narrative. Now, you know, before you know, I entered the world of politics, you know, the left loved me. You know, I know. Can you can can you imagine seventy five honorary doctorate degrees? <laughs> I mean, it, I was probably the most popular commencement speaker there was. Uh, but once once you don't sort of walk in the path that they expect you to walk in, it's terrible. I was watching the speech um, in two thousand. It was two thousand and thirteen, if memory serves me correct. And you yeah. were in, and Barack Obama and Michelle Obama were sitting there, and you gave a speech that was phenomenal because it was based in reason and fact and logic and truth. And it was at that moment that you know I you were one of my favorites, and it was during the sixteen primary where I you were my guy. I liked Ted Cruz, and I liked you. Um, I admired how you were able to become friendly with Donald Trump after he attacked you in that primary. And it was at that moment I realized what kind of character. I knew you had character and integrity, but that to me was something that I saw as hopeful, as an example of how a man should act. And it's nice to see now that you're still very close with him, even though you went at it hard, and you had disagreements with him, as I did, as so many people did. And that's really what 
life is supposed to be. You don't have to agree or worship or admire or be loyal to somebody. You just have to respect the good qualities and accept the bad ones and treat them with dignity. That's exactly right. I always say if two people agree about everything, one of them isn't necessary. So, you know, our we have a diverse nation. And, of course, you're going to have diverse opinions on things, which is one of the reasons why the my way or the highway philosophy doesn't work. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's what the current administration uh, should be learning from what's going on as their polls are dropping like a rock. Um, if if they were smart enough to read the tea leaves and see what's going on, they could potentially recover. But because they're driven by ideology, I don't think that they're going to be able to actually see what's going on. I'm hopeful. I know you're um, I know you're 70. And I know you've been put through the mill, and I know you've achieved everything and more than you or anybody wanted for you. I'm optimistic that you're not done with correcting the wrongs because I think that this country needs you and I think it's better off for having you. And I cannot thank you enough well, thank you. for your, your, your efforts and what you've done with your life. And I am truly looking forward to your new book. It's called Created Equal, The Painful Past, Confusing Present, and Hopeful Future of Race in America. Dr. Ben Carson, I've been doing this for a year and a half. When I um, told my wife I was going to interview you, that was the biggest name she was most excited about. And I want you to know you have fans all over who love you. So thank you so much for thank joining you. me. Thank you for being a patriot. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. (laughs) Great song. You know, it's uh, it's hard to listen to that, to that commercial about this 80-year-old whore pretending to be president after stealing the election. Demonize companies that he should be on his knees. He should be Kamala Harrising, Exxon. Instead, you're going to de- demonize him. And then that was one of my favorite interviews. Dr. Ben Carson, you know, it's hard not to remind everybody who this guy is. Director of Pediatric Neurosurgery, the youngest at Johns Hopkins history. Accomplished include performing the first successful neurological procedure on a fetus inside the womb, developing new technique for brainstem tumors for um, people who suffered from seizures. He would take out, separate the brain and solve the problem. Not only that, when he went into politics, what was the quality of life for all people? Instead, there were scum, scum out there who... Didn't want to vote for Trump. Backdoor supported this political scum whore, Joe Biden and the Democrats. And they still think they're smart when they're losers. Tom, Deer Park. Oh, yeah, Sean, thanks for taking my call. I did not support Biden. I didn't vote for him. And, you're a never-Trumper, uh, Tom. You know, I, can I ask you a question? Yeah, I right. see what well, you're going to say. Can, the ironic Salem with pushing 2,000 mules and the rest of it. Why do you listen to the show, Tom? Can I ask you that? I don't want you to listen to the uh, show. I don't want I'm you here. Like, I, I don't want you here. I don't want you here. I don't want never Trumpers. I don't want Democrats. You are the scourge that have destroyed my country and put society in this pickle. You. People like you. You think you're smart. You were a never Trumper. You're a useful idiot if I'm kind to you. You're a 
part of the major problem, if I'm realistic with you. And the idea that you're smart, you're not smart, Tom. You're not good enough to listen to my show. Go away, Roach. Kevin, Austin, Texas. How do you really feel about that last caller? I feel Uh, that way about every (laughs) never-Trumper. I feel that way about every never-Trumper. And I I feel better about them than I do the scum Democrat. (laughs) Go ahead. Anyway, love the call. Um, I was going to say, I love the interview with uh, Dr. Carson. I first heard of him when he gave that speech at the prayer breakfast. And you're probably like me, you're a news junkie. And years ago, before the YouTube, and you can watch everything everywhere, you go, I go to Real Clear Politics and watch the videos. And I saw his speech that he gave at the prayer breakfast. I want to say I was watching about it, it on C-SPAN or so- something. And I was watching it, and my mother yeah. was over. And yeah. I couldn't believe, right? Was my mother over? No, I, oh, no my mother had just passed away. That was a, and I was sitting with my yeah. aunt or a relative. We couldn't believe what he was saying and how perfect it was and how oh, it, was it was directed. Directed towards yeah. exactly the policies of the Marxist fraud. And it was Barack after Obama. that when he talked when he talked about how he was reading uh, autobiographies and stuff like that. That I actually my daughter was just starting to learn to read. I had her read autobiographies, and you know just her love of learning or in reading started from that. And the other thing that I love about uh, Dr. Carson is he didn't have to get involved. No, he didn't have to. Those are the guys and, I uh, want. He could have gone on. Yeah, he could go on life. And that's exactly like the people who listen and agree with you. They can get involved on the precinct level to help mm-hmm. grow the Republican Party from the inside out and the bottom. I up. want them to get involved in good areas. Like, for instance, I'm going to join. I'm going to join the militia of Florida. Right? I, 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 they have no age limit. <laughs> the new thing. I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to work on the on the canal to separate it from the rest of the country. But well, you know, I, listen. You can get involved. But you also you have to be right. careful, right? Because if you get involved, oh, absolutely! Don't you, be if you get involved and you're dealing Open with these eyes. scum that 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 couldn't wait to take Ken Griffin's money, regardless of how he made it, right. and regardless and of I the political love... whore he was supporting. And it, and if whoever wins, you know, keep your precinct captain or precinct person to the fire. Now that you know, it looks like it might be Bailey. Now who knows who's going to win? But are you going to support the Republican guy? Are you going to get involved and, and get him across the finish line? Because, you know, I was talking. To, I was, I'm going to give you a kind of a character thing. I was talking to uh, Gary, Rademan, who I, you know, that's my pick, and you know that. And, you yeah, know, I like him. I yeah. never hit it. And um, I'll tell you the kind of character this guy is. He's like, I'm going to win. You know, I'm going to win. And I said, Gary, you know, listen, I love it. You know, but, you know, what are you going to do if you don't? Are you going to come down here? Because I'm always trying to get him down here. He said, no, I'm going to right. support. If, if he said, if Bailey wins, I'd, I'd support him. I mean, that's the kind of character he has. But only him, he said. Yeah. You know, because yeah. here's and the they, thing. There's I also I also like the other guy, Solomon. I think he's a great guy too. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it would be nice if you had a party that said, Okay, all the guys who are decent human beings, decent guys who, who articulate principles of Americanism, that's gonna be my cabinet. Those guys. And we're gonna put them yeah. to work in the cabinet. You know, that's how it's supposed to be. Instead, you have a cartel, an Illinois GOP lobbyist cartel. One guy's got the well, family that's lobbyist. The other guy's got the wife that are video. You know, they're carving up the city like like half-ass pansy uh, uh, mobsters. They really are. Right. And and I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of pretending the Illinois GOP is not just a, a two-bit crime family. They're not even good enough to be the top dog crime family like the Democrats. And, you know, it's got to be flushed. Every single name in the upper echelon of the GOP, every single one of them, flushed after this support for that scumbag Ken Griffin and the scumbag Richard Irvin. 
scumbags. And this so, is the opportunity to, to do that, to make that change and get involved and, and hold these guys accountable. Tom Cronin's in uh, River Forest. Yeah. Th- thank you very much. i got to get to another caller because, number one, I love her name, but number two, I love the story. Cynthia Payless Park. Hi, Sean. Hi, Cynthia. One of my favorite names. How are you? Love it. Oh, thank you. Uh, you make me giggle every day. I can't wait to listen to you every day. Yeah, <laughs> listen, uh, Dr. Carson, I first became aware of him. One of my very best friends had a little girl who was having multiple seizures, hours and you know, like maybe a hundred an hour, little mini seizures. Oh. And Dr. Carson said to them, I have two options. We can remove the part of her brain where the seizure activity is, or she may die. And I'm paraphrasing this because I'm oh, not a doctor. Sure. And so my friend said, okay, um, go for it. And he literally he did what he calls a hemispherectomy and literally, literally removed half of her brain. I can't remember if it was the left half or the right half That's his of her thing. brain. Yes. yes. And, the, and he, he, she's wonderful. She's 33 years old now. Oh, my God. <laughs> she sings like an angel. She, she com, uh, completed some college. Um, she's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. And every one of us who know her are so blessed to still have her in our lives. And think about the millions of Democrats, millions of Democrats that would have been perfectly comfortable killing that baby. Yes, it, absolutely. It is. Such, and, such and you're going to, we're going to, you think we're going to come to, oh my God, absolutely. I was humbled, humbled to speak to him. And you think we're going to reason with the people that would be willing to kill that girl who's now going to be 34 years old and has a life of quality and people that love her? You're going to reason with them oh. on the nuances of uh, economic socialism? You're dealing with the kind of scum that you're never going to be able to reason with. And that's why I think yeah. you know, we, should, we, we should at least you know, separate policies. You know, the wonderful policies. thing, the wonderful thing about um, Renee uh, is that her her brain, the other half of her brain that should not have been able to do the things that did, she should have lost a lot of different things. Um, her brain was like, well, if that half of the brain isn't going to do the work, I'll just learn how to do it and compensate it. I mean, it's just really? a miracle how God created our, yes. our bodies to kind of do these kinds of things. And Dr. Carson, I think he's really connected with God, and he understands these things, not to mention his technical ability, of course. But yeah, anyway. Cynthia, so I love that so story. Now, if on. only we could get the, the brain of the Democrats to work. If only we could get the 97% of the non-working Democrat brain to learn how to work and reason and think. Maybe we could save things and get rid of the Democrat mafia. Thank you, Cynthia. But then again, just take a look at who the president is, and it'll explain everything. And by the way, my sympathies to your, the family of your, F, uh, your, your uh-huh. CFO, uh-huh. who uh, un- dropped dead very unexpectedly. My- ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Democrats, you fracking morons. Dave, Libertyville. Hey, Sean, I was thinking about uh, the Democratic debate before Biden stole the office, and they were all enemies, and now they're all in his cabinet. Well, have you taken a look, though? Have you taken a look at the cabinet? Pardon me? Have you taken a look at the cabinet? Have you listened to some of these people? Don't hit, oh, hit yeah, I listen to your show all the time. Here's Cecilia Rouse. Listen. So as the president has said, he's all, all options are on the table. We, wanted, we do want to address the price of gas and, uh, and oil so that uh, people can fill up their cars and heat their homes or cool their homes now in the summer. 
um, and uh, affordably. So completely recognize that. Brilliant. Top economic advisor. What's the qualifications? <laughs> she has a vajayjay. That's it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, they. what I like about Raybine is if, if he... He'll support Bailey if Bailey is. In he's a, he's, he wants the best for Illinois. He wants the best for Illinois. But if Illinois wants the best for Illinois, it would support Gary Raybine, somebody who did, somebody who built, accomplished, succeeded, then became charitable beyond belief that he's so embarrassed to talk about it, and helped kids in specific Democrat-built ghettos become entrepreneurs, become successful themselves. That can only happen by somebody who did it, in my opinion. Thank you, Dave. 312-642-5600. Anthony, you'll be next when I get back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right. Real Let's go to uh, Anthony McHenry. Anthony. Sean, God bless you. How are you? Thank uh, you I wanted good. to give myself a quick plug. I'm running for a Republican precinct committeeman in the 32nd precinct in McHenry. I'm doing what I can. Um, about 14 months ago, I was telling all my friends that I thought Donald Trump and Beth Carson would make the perfect ticket. We used to talk about, you know, back in the neighborhood, it's like the velvet hammer. Ben Carson does everything that Donald Trump can't, and vice versa. Yeah, uh, it, it would. well, I, he utilized him in a very good position. I would have liked to have seen him do more. You know, I'm curious to know what's going to happen in 2024. You know, I, I have a thing where I, I, I really don't want somebody that's old anymore. I like a lot of what Trump did. I also don't like some of the things that he did. He made some mistakes. And absolutely. Here's the, here's the one thing that he invoked that I enjoyed. He, he obviously expose the real frauds in the country, both on the Republican side and the Democrat side, which is a blessing, a true blessing. The downside is he set a climate forward that allowed even Republicans to look the other way as the Democrat mafia stole the election. And he's the only person in the country that, you know, 80 percent of the powers that be said, you know what, let, I don't care who, who the American people vote. He ain't winning again. And that's well, you something know what, that's Sean, interesting. Let, let me just say one thing. That's why I've, I've, I've called the show before. You've got to get Mike Pence on your show because he's exactly that Republican. He looked the other way. when ghost I never liked Mike Cruz Pence. Up, they had the right to question yeah. and debate the election in Anthony, the electoral college. When I used to call in um, to, to, before I got the show, I, used to, I nicknamed Mike Pence the Stepford Vice President. He's just too freaky yeah. for me. I don't like the yeah. hair. I don't like the answers. I don't like the cadence. I don't like anything about him. Never did. Thank you very much, Anthony. Never understood the pick. Ralph and Ryan Tool. Yeah, or you could call him the Prozac VP because he kind of had that demeanor to him. You're um, freaking hey, me out. And what's look, the thing? Sean, you don't go to lunch with only women unless your wife is there? That's that's weird. Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, yeah, that's a separate discussion. But, uh, you know, number one, I got a bone to pick with you, Sean, because I think you're going soft on the lefties. I actually heard that guy's voice before you cut him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this, the thing is, I know and, Tom. I know Tom. Tom used to be a, 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 a trader. Uh, Tom, I bought chairs for the cigar store from Tom. I would talk to Tom. What, what, happened, what happened with Trump? What, what happened, happened to him? He did. The, Trump did that thing to him that he did to um, – 
Jonah Goldberg that he did to the rest of the people who were were insecure themselves. He brought out an an irrational hatred that was unhinged, where they would rather see the destruction of the nation than Trump win again. And that is a a level of arrogance and and, 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 and incompetence I can't take. It's, it's, I think, the intersection of uh, arrogance and really a lack of a conservative core. Exactly. You can't do that. But but then on on a completely different note, because I know you used to trade, have you read Michael Lewis's book called The Flash Boys? F-L-A-S-H. It's all about high-frequency trading. You've got to read it, Sean, even if you get the audio book It'll be version. done. It will make it. By Monday, you, Ralph. You will loathe Ken Griffin even more. All right. Good enough for me. You had me at loathe. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Trying times. These are trying times. Now listen to me. There's something that uh, I've tried to tell my kids. I try to tell my wife. There's a benefit to growing up in a neighborhood that has very good people and scoundrels. There really is. There's a true benefit. And that is that you never, ever, ever let your guard down. Ever. Because if you do, before you know it, you'll end up with an 80-year-old political whore who's been a bag man for China, Ukraine, and organized crime syndicates like unions. Why do I hate unions so much? I love the union workers. I'm related to them. I hate them because they are socialist in origin. Their sales pitch is that of this phony equality, destroying the principles of individualism, enslaving one man to another. And they do it through limited achievement, standardized pay, and corruption. All socialists do this. I cannot stand socialists. I love the fact that this nation went to wars strictly to destroy the ideology of socialism because what the government, what this country and our government used to know is that that ideology enslaves man, enslaves him to strangers, enslaves him to policies. But what they don't want you to know is it enslaves them to corruption that the hierarchy control. So a lot of times when people hear me talk, hear me rail against the Federal Reserve, I don't know how it sounds because I'm saying it. But it must be friendly to socialist organizations. Because the guest we were supposed to have on is a LaRouche. LaRouche's are socialists. They are Marxist friendly. LaRouche's are not capitalists. They don't have any answers. None. They tie in a fact of truth of a failed system like the Federal Reserve. And they try to deceive people into thinking that their socialist utopia is somehow the answer. It is not. They are not welcome here either. LaRouche's are not welcome. If you are a socialist, a Marxist, a collectivist of any kind, you're not welcome here. So don't contact Honey Bunny. The show is growing. 
How many countries are we downloading in now, honey? 20 countries now, growing leaps and bounds, and it's because of you. But it's not just because of you. It's because of the message of Americanism. I have nothing to do with this. This is a, a philosophy that this country was built on and that men were free under. You're not enslaved to anybody, especially cultists who believe that their version of socialism is somehow polished enough to work. It doesn't work. You have more in common with the Marxist mafia scum Democrats than you do me. So I'm not your friend. I'm not going to come here on here ever. So lose my number, lose Honey Bunny's email, don't ever call me again. Because your idea of sovereign socialism, you could shove it right up your Durban. So there will be no LaRouche interview. Now, we can definitely talk about the corruption in a system that is protected because it is a cartel of our currency and a cartel of regulation like the Federal Reserve. That is the system that causes the ills we are now feeling. It is through the political corruption and the bastardization of capitalism that the Federal Reserve has been able to maintain some sense of acceptance in this country. The Federal Reserve has taken debt none of us signed up for and turned it into an arm, into a fluctuating cost to the people, and you don't have jack to say about it. The idea of what they're telling you will cure you is exactly wrong. What they know and they don't want to say is that it will bankrupt 60% of you where you will no longer be able to buy things and exist without filing bankruptcy and bending to their will. That's why both Republicans and Democrats like it. They're paid and bribed by corporatists who pretend to be capitalists like the LaRouches, only they're Wall Street guys. And they've got the keys to the castle because they're all in the club. The answer is unabashed, laissez-faire, freedom and liberty. Not a socialism with some suit on. You could, you could vote Democrat, same as a LaRouche. Only they pretend to be honorable. They're not. They're Marxist, communist collaborators. So don't email my honey bunny. You understand? There's some roaches out there, boy. Never Trumpers, cultist socialists who don't have the testicle fortitude to admit it. They hide behind some jerk-off's name. And then, and then the outright Democrats. So real. That's why you're suspicious of everybody. Everybody's on the scan. Everybody's trying to take and control power. The only answer is laissez-faire Americanism, liberty, not this collectivist of your choice. You're not indebted to any other man, nor should you ever be. And beware of the people who use words like sovereign nation. That's exactly what every Marxist roach sold his people under. That's how a thriving country like Russia was turned into a hellhole like the Soviet Union. In fact, the only difference between the LaRouches and the Soviet Union is uniforms. Paul in Bensonville. You, sir, are a guiding light of what Thank America should be. Thank you. Now, you mentioned... Honey Bunny, I really don't know what the hell that is. That's my girl that I, is I my don't, producer. I don't know who she is yes. or whatever. All right, so go ahead. But, but you have common sense. You have critical thinking skills. Oh, thank you. Um, I have a litany of I, a bullet point 
of different things. Well, come on. I'm where... more interested in the cigar question, brother. Come on. Paul and Bensonville, I see on my screen cigar question. This is what we – let's talk about the only thing socialists do well, roll a cigar. What do you got? The uh, uh, Permitto uh, uh, Fresco – is that, am I pronouncing Perdomo. that? Permitto. The Perdomo. The Perdomo Fresco. Perdomo. Yeah. That, that is like sex in a whisper. <laughs> no, you got to clean it up. Here's what I say when I smoke an Avo Nicaraguan. It's like a lap dance for your mouth. You could do that. You can get away with that, but you don't want to get too drunk. <laughs> so listen, Paul, you hang on. We're going uh, to give Paul a shirt. Uh, Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, I wanted to piggyback on what you said about the Lyndon LaRouche campaign. I read a couple of that man's books maybe 20 years ago, and to your point about communism slash socialism, something just always seemed they wrong are about sneaky. it. And you and me being neighborhood guys, it's like you can pick out when someone's not being straight they're, with you, buddy. They're deceptive. They're deceivers. They really are. They're, they're worse than the outright Marxist. The Marxist tells you he's a Marxist. Well, not anymore. The Marxist tells you he's a Democrat. They're very similar. They're very similar. And this is something that's irked me for decades. I was a kid. I was 18 years old working at the Mercantile Exchange. They used to stand on the corner. They used to stand on the corner, and they would would have a little slurs like the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is a corrupt system, which every guy with an IQ over 60 that knows anything about capitalism knows that it's a corrupt cartel. So, you know, they get the kids, and then before you know it, they're going to their meetings. And then before you know it, they're, in their, they're, in their, they're, they're promoting socialism. They're not even socialists, these kids. It's, it's ridiculous and it's pathetic, and it's, a, it's an organization that this country doesn't need. However, they're free to do it. Free country, go ahead. But also remember, all Ponzi scheme scam artists are free. Door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesmen that were selling broken vacuums. Free country, go ahead. That's why buyer beware. Buyer beware. And that's your job to be very selective. And maybe if citizens were more aware, more suspicious, and asked probing questions and did some thought, there wouldn't be a duopoly where the only way a good congressman who gets to Congress, who may be an expert in in economics, the only way he can join the finance committee is if he buys that from the GOP. Who does he have to buy it from? A crooked, chinless, old lady face roach like Mitch McConnell. That's who he has to buy it from. See, this is the problem. In turmoil, that's when the gypsies, the scoundrels, the scumbags, the charlatans, they come out. And that's when you get taken to the cleaners. It's going to be a lot of it. Economic times breed a lot of it. Rich, Indian Head Park. Why can't I click Rich in Indian Head Park? There he is. Rich. Are you there? All right, let's put Rich on hold and figure out what's going on. Hello, Rich. Rich? Matt, Woodstock. Uh, Yes, sir. I'll be real quick. I just want to compliment you on uh, the outstanding, outstanding interview with Ben Carlson. I still get nervous Um, when I get these kind of guys that I've admired for decades, and you get a chance to talk to them. It's it's really great about the job. And um, nicest guy in the world. I am proud of you. Oh, Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. From from prank calling... uh, Dan and Amy in the morning to where you are now. Um, yeah. You're the next uh, 
You're next. You're the next Levin. I tell oh, you I hope so. I hope so. I accept that. You know, I, 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 and that's another person that I've been lucky enough to talk to, and I admire greatly. I just think he's wrong on the Ukraine thing, and I'd love to discuss it. I'd love him to win me over, but you know what's going on, don't you, Matt? It turns out. Matt, well, it turns out our fifty-four million dollars is gone. It turns out that even in our own American media, they have to start admitting they're not actually fighting Russian soldiers. Did you know that, Matt? Yeah, that not- no, I, I listen to you all the time. You, you, you can't believe how many people you inform daily. Really? Oh, you that. can't believe how many people, how many oh, conversations it, you start. Come on, man. No, I'm not, I'm not, Nobody I'm not, listens. I kick everybody off the show. Who listens? It's like me, you, and like 35 guys. It's like my old social club in Melrose Park. I think they still listen. The ones that are alive. Nah. Thank you very much, nah, Matt. Yeah. I appreciate it. appreciate the call. And yeah, there's 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 starting to be some questions. What if all of this time, the civil war for seven years, really is an issue? Surrender or die. That's the chilling ultimatum that we're told pro-Russian rebels are giving Ukrainian troops in the key eastern city of. Seven- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pro-Russian rebels. Why aren't they called? Russian soldiers. They're pro-Russian rebels. Oh, you mean that's what they were calling the Ukrainian citizens as they were the Azov Battalion, the Nazis, were burning them in Russian Orthodox churches. That's what they were calling them. So you mean to tell me that we're arming the Nazis, the Azovs, and they're still losing to their own citizens? Surrender or die. That's the chilling ultimatum that we're told pro-Russian rebels are giving Ukrainian troops in the key eastern city of Severodonetsk. So what that means is in a civil war, the citizens that were being slaughtered by the Azov Battalion, the Nazis, are now winning. And your 54 million just was a bribe to, ironically, a guy by the name of Ihor Kolomoisky, who should not like the Nazis. But that's okay. I hear it from American Democrats. They're good Nazis now. They're good. They changed their flag. It's wonderful. Morons. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right. Chris in his car. Hi, Chris. Hello? Yes. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good, buddy. Uh, uh, th- I, I think you've been misinformed about the LaRouche organization. Mm-hmm. The, you, they were, this was the LaRouche pact. That they had split off because he died. Yeah. And uh, the wife kind of went a little wacky. And uh, now they're still here. And then when uh, Trump won... Roger Stone had him on and, and said that LaRouche educated people to help. Do you know, that's why I never liked Roger Stone, number one, not just because of the LaRouches, but because he, too, is a swindler. And the, the idea is you have to know about the man, and it's very simple. He was a real live guy who was affiliated with the Worker Party. His own definition is the Socialist Workers Party, a Trotskyite group. I mean, he likes to well, nuance and then slip in the fact that he's not without telling you uh, unless you look at his actual record when he's asked in in uh in interviews he admits to being a trotskyite he called himself well, the worker party i mean and chris what else do we need brother he he died okay. uh, i get it but but the the cults but, the cult that has his name still uses his name 
the guy, as I was reading, as I was reading the what they send me, what they want to talk about, they use the word right. sovereign banking system. There's right. all there's all mixed in with. You have to understand, I'm a junkie, brother. I don't watch sports. I don't give a rip about them. This is all I do, and I am telling you, they want a hybrid, Mussolini, and Hitler and Stalin. They want a hybrid. They want a system of that. And they like the upper echelon. No. Chris, I understand why people don't say it, but I'm, I, we can't all be wrong. And here's another thing, Chris. You can read about it yourself okay. at socialism.com, brother. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just trying to but tell what you. What I'm saying is that, that the sovereign banking system should be run by, you know, the government makes the credit, and then the banks distribute it to their, to their areas. What, why does the to, government to make the credit? Well, how else are they going to do it? Banks. Banks and investors make the credit. And when they don't want to give money, but well, now here's why. Because when they don't want to give money to the government, when they realize the government is, is wasting it, now you can't get any more. That's how you restrain right. government. That's, right. That's why the, that we, it, without the Federal Reserve, you don't need the Federal Reserve. We, no. Like you were saying the other day, we can back our money by gold and oil. Absolutely. We have and, the answer, capitalists like me and you, not organizations that, that toy with things and phrases like worker well, party. Getting rid of the Federal Reserve would be a good act. And you know how you do it? You just simply audit it. You know why? Their books don't match. They would oh, make. Right. They would. They, who's that? Well, who's, that who, who's the idiot? The weatherman's brother that went away. What the hell's his name? You know the fat weatherman. Now he's skinny. Tom Skilling's brother. Okay. What the hell's his name? The guy from Enron. They would. Yeah. They would make him blush. He would say, "Wow, that's creative." And you know what he did that's with Enron. Probably. Uh, what do you call it, the um, over in Europe and all that, uh, what's it, financial fund over there? Uh, IMF Bank. IMF, yep, the IMF, same thing. You, of course, bank, because the IMF is a, is a front group. It is a shill for the Federal Reserve. Thank you, Chris. You and I agree more than we disagree, um, but stay away from worker party stuff. Worker party, that's the, that you start to see that in a Shea Gravera shirt. Eh, go the other way. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, uh, I've been listening to the show, uh, another great show all day, but uh, the reason I was calling you today is just to wish you a happy Father's Day oh. and to wish all the listeners, uh, all the fathers who are listening, a happy Father's Day. And I'll give you a call next week uh, to pick your brain and stick my two cents in whatever you're talking about. Anytime, Again, Rich, have, always. Have a happy Father's Day. You too, my friend. Thank you. You too, everybody. Happy Father's Day. They're mixing it, though. It's not Father's Day anymore, is it? What is it now? Didn't they put another holiday with it? Why can't? Why did they have to mix it with with Father's Day? Uh, uh, oh, so make it the day before. Why do you got to make it Father's Day? Everything to destroy the father. Tom Oak Park. Sean. Yes. So glad that I got through. I I love your show. Oh, thank you, brother. I'm so glad that you made it onto the airwaves. And my one fan and, in Oak know, Park. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm like the only uh, conservative in this whole communist yeah. area. Yeah. Um, but I remember years ago, many, many, many moons ago, listening to a, well, let's call it a liberal station in Chicago. All right. And they used to have this guy do movie reviews. And I know I can't be you. No, no, I, I, I never did radio. Was, this, 
this guy was just a regular guy. Yeah. No, I never did that. I, I, I worked my but whole life. But he sounded exactly like you. Wow. He's good looking, too, probably. Let me ask you another question, because I want to see if you're as rare as the spot at all. You're in Oak Park. You're a conservative. Are you a heterosexual? Yes, I am. Oh, Tom, you are a rare bird. I don't Thank you I very have much. my natural hair color, which is mostly going gray. You don't walk around with those women's but, shoes uh, on, those sandals. I got an Irish guy who comes in the cigar store. He's got those Oak Park well, women's sandals. Well, my high heels don't fit as well as they used to. All right. All right. Fair enough. Well, listen, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you calling, and uh, you've inspired me to listen to what I envision all Oak Park men and women to sound like. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. And as your ash, I will continue that focus uh -huh. and support policy initiatives to improve Americans' physical and mental well-being. Yeah, because when I think of helping my mental well-being, I want to go to a man dressed as a woman in an admiral costume. Rachel Levine, Democrat's finest. Dave in Desplaines. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Uh, you know, you, you, you kind of knock the Democrat Party, but I got to thank them for one thing. You know, they keep sending me these flyers, you know, and these flyers, you know, I was kind of up in the air about who to vote for, for governor and stuff like that. But these flyers, Bailey, there's, you know, this is from the Democrat Party. There's like, oh, he's 100 percent pro-life. And it says <laughs> that he, he supports the Second Amendment and yeah. he's a Trump supporter and everything like that. And I'm like, I was up in the air to vote for until the Democrat Party sent me this. And Dave, I'm like, well, that's the guy I'm going to vote for. It's not only useful that way. It can help their own constituents when they run out of toilet paper. You finally found something their flyers are good for. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it very much. David Hochberg, we, we postponed commercials for this handsome son of a gun. David, how are you? Sean, I just want to let you know, all these people, all these wonderful listeners are calling in and saying what a great show you have. And I just want you to know how thankful I am on this Father's Day that AM560 got their heads out of their rear ends and fired that blowhard Steve Cortez and put you on. They should have never had that guy on, that guy, he was horrible. And I'm so glad that you were given the opportunity to kick Major League rear end. I can't, don't know if I could say ass, yeah. but Major Only League you're ass. Talking about the Democrats. Huh. All right. And and you you should have had the spot two years ago. I'm so thankful that they finally gave you the opportunity to dominate Chicago. That's yeah. all I got, buddy. Well, you know I love you. That's why you know I let you flirt with my old lady. Not to mention, listen, I know. nobody sees the mustard on your shirt. Don't worry. Don't try to cover it up with the sport coat. It looks, it's starting to look like a car I'm bringing it up. All right. Goodbye. David, goodbye. David Hochberg, my trusted local lender. When I get back, I'll take all of your calls after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560 the answer let's all go to the live let's go to the movie it's time for friday features with sean and now on with the show all right this was given to me by a friend of mine who used to work at goldman sachs and on the floor great guy couldn't do a pull-up however but great guy soldier in the rain jackie gleason Steve McQueen, 1963. You're going to feel good for two hours. You're going to love it. And then the documentary. Let's go with 2,000 Mules again, just because never Trumper morons don't like it. 
Democrats hate it because it exposes exactly how you're strapped with this moron who keeps staining his trousers and wetting his socks. Now we'll go to the lines. Terry Rogers Park. Hey, uh, it's a, a movie called Gifted Hands. It's about uh, Dr. Ben Carson's uh, life story and, and the very important first-time heart surgery uh, he was chosen to perform. Can't think of a better suggestion, Terry. Hit it out of the park. Hit it out of Rogers Park. Thank you very much. Verlon on the south side. What I wanted to tell you was that uh, the holiday you were searching for was Juneteenth. And it is a direct attack on, on Father's Day. Um, from what I hear, it's been around for 10 years. It was about freeing the, the first free slaves in Texas. Uh, now, it was an actual real act. But the thing, what my problem is, why would you come up with this holiday and put it on Father's Day? That's What's why the day that it happened? Did it, ha- did it happen? But was it coincidental that it happened on the same day? Or what, what was the day that it actually happened? Does anybody no. know? L- l- Okay, it's, it's, the, it's the freeing of the slaves in Texas, the first slaves that was free in America. Now, who's, who's pushing this, it said, they said 10 years ago, is woke, critical race theory, and Marxist. That's the reason why I know it's a direct attack on Father's Day, because you already know uh, the Marxists don't believe in the nuclear family. So that's how I connect the dots. Now, uh, my I, always, movie, I, just, of, I just like that they took, uh, um, they, Father's Day is obviously Sunday, the 19th. And it happens to be in what month is it? What's the other one that the Marxists what, uh, celebrate? Juneteenth? No, the other one. The other Juneteenth. One. No, but what's oh, the month? Uh, the whole uh, month. Oh, uh, the whole Pride month. month. Oh, isn't this Pride Month? Yeah. And we're celebrating Father's yeah. Day. What What? What could possibly be more heterosexual than Father's Day? Right. You know, <laughs> there, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Theirs doesn't lead to anything. Whether you're doing the scissors or the rump shaker, it doesn't lead anywhere. Only ours makes babies. Yeah. Thank you, Verlon. You got a, you got a movie? Yeah, I got a movie on a documentary. The movie, instead of everybody going out to see Tom Cruise, Iron Eagle uh, for uh, my movie, and then a documentary, but it's a lot of documentaries. Uh, Pick one, you'll love it, Cocaine Cowboys. Your irrational hatred for Tom Cruise makes me sick. Tom Cruise is a great actor, and from what I hear, a hell of a pilot. I think it's because he practices a lot with John Travolta. I say maybe. Nick Kenosha. Hey, Tom. Um, so, yeah, uh, my, my movie is, funny enough, it was a uh, TNT original movie, straight to TV, uh, Animal Farm. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, great. Yeah, I, great, I mean, great. obviously I read the book first, but, no, they did a great job doing it. So so do you, um, where are you at? In, could you, my, my buddy went to Carthage College in Kenosha, and we used to drive uh, up I used to live, I used to live. Like a year ago, I lived uh, like a block from Carthage. Now I'm on the other side of town. Whenever I just hear a Kenosha, I think back to going to visit my buddy DJ with my friend Koch, who's dead. What a great time. What a great little town that was. Thank you very much, Nick. Appreciate it very much. Yep. Uh, Tim in his garage. Hi, Tim. Hey, Sean. How you doing, brother? Wonderful. All right, so I got a good movie. It's uh, John Wayne, is the movie Stagecoach. I love it. 1939, okay? I know. His first movie where he headlined. Problem was that there was 20 other good movies. Yeah. I got top nine. All right. I love it. Gone with the Wind, Wizard of Oz. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Timothy, Wuthering I got, Heights. I love these, by the Gunga way. Gunga Den. 
Oh, Gunga Jesse Jan. Jesse rides again. All right, listen. If Go you ahead. tell me who's starting Gunga, then I'll let you give me another one. Um, uh, Gary Cooper. Is that true? Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, all right. Rums all right. along the mall. I got to get to John in Naperville. John in Naperville. Hi, John. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, buddy. Hey, got a question for you. I paid uh, not as much of attention with this primary season as I wanted to, but I want, but given I respect your opinion, I want to know which candidate had you, if you lived in Congressional District 6, would you support here in the Republican primary? Who do you think is going to beat Sean Caston? I don't think anybody's going to beat Sean Caston. Ah, oh, don't tell me that, please. No, I don't. You know, I mean, it's a tragedy what happened to Sean Caston. I mean, tragedy. I don't like anything of his. Oh place. yeah, no, absolutely, oh, absolutely yeah. agreed. I, I, it's just horrific, and uh, you know, it's terrible, and it's gonna. I don't know. I I, I don't think it, my problem with this is I drove around that area during this last time I was in Chicago, and I. I I'm sorry. I just think Illinois is just the, 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 those counties, those primary counties, Cook County and DuPage. There's so few of us that are not in on the scam. There's so few of us that are not closet Marxists, closet socialists. There's so few of us that don't want to penalize our fellow man and restrict him to our debt. I don't, brother, I'm not optimistic with Illinois. Now, I, wa- I want to be wrong, brother. I want to be wrong. But yeah. if I was, if I, if I thought I was wrong, I wouldn't have moved just yet. I would have waited a few more years. But I move because I respect no, myself. I get you. you know, that's that's yeah. my thing. But, uh, John, I wish I could give you a better answer, but I interviewed a couple people on the 6th. Didn't I? Honey Bunny, who did I interview in the 6th? I know I interviewed... Uh, um, Pico, right? I interviewed Pico. I interviewed... Yeah. The woman yesterday was uh, Catherine O'Shea. She was a nice yeah. lady, but she was, you know, she was a nice lady, but she was a... She was nice. I liked. I like them all. I mean, they're they're all nice people, but ultimately... You've got to pick a star. Do you have a star? Do you have somebody steeped in those principles of Americanism? Do you have a Gary Rabine running for Congress in the 6th? I don't know. I really don't. And, yeah. I, and shame on me, but I don't. But you've got to remember, my congressman is Byron Donalds. Why would I care? No, I'm kidding. You're a jerk. Thank you very much. <laughs> I am a jerk. Thank you. I'll be back after this. Take the rest of your calls. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I love that song. Reminds me of when my daughter was born. Um, All right, so listen, we're going to go in order. you got to be fast because I'm going to do something. You know, we do the national anthem. It was also Flag Day on Tuesday, and I want to do something a little different. So we're going to go fast. Duke of J in order. What do you got, buddy? Uh, It's Wild in the Streets, uh, 1967 cult movie. Fantastic. Um, Hal Holbrook and Shelley Winters is in it, even Richard Pryor. But uh, it's kind of a strange movie. That's all right. I like that. That's a good cast. Thank you very much, Duke of J. Uh, Tom Blue Island. Tom? Tom dropped. John Naperville. John. Great documentary. Great documentary, Behind the Iron Curtain, talks about the 72 Canadian national team playing the Russians. Uh, The best line in it? Esposito says the Russians stole our beer, so we had to drink vodka. <laughs> I love it very. Yeah, he must have hated that. Bill Southside. Yeah, Far Greater Glory, starring Andy Garcia and Peter O'Toole. True story, documentary um, about the that the 
1917, Mexico adopted a communist uh, constitution and enforced it in 1924, outlawing all religions under the penalty of death or imprisonment. And the Cristeros fought against it. And then finally, it was the, uh, I believe it was the uh, Knights of Columbus that lobbied like $10 million to our government to stop, uh, to stop it. Bill, and when did they the sneak it across movie. the border and give it to the DNC? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Vince, Crystal Lake. Genie Eyes won, casting lost. The next movie will be uh, casting will end up being ahead, but he'll still lose. Huh. Talk like about election like integrity. It. You're an optimist. I love it. I love yeah, it. I, I wish, hope, wish, wish I right. one of the governors would talk about election integrity. Yeah, in in Illinois. Yeah, yeah, good luck, brother. One, I no, I, one, one of one of the, the candidates. candidates. Oh yeah, you know that's an excellent point. I'm going to be there for the debate on the 23rd. I'm going to bring it up. They say they're not going to let me ask a question. Let's see them try not to. Thank you, Vince. Appreciate the call. Either that or uh, did, did that little scam artist from Aurora, did he uh, reply yet? He's not going to show, right? Cowardly bastard that he is. All right, you ready now? All right, so listen. I love this. It's not a song. It's a story. I love it. And I wanted to play it on Tuesday, Flag Day. We ran out of time. I know we normally do the national anthem, but this is just as important. I want you to hear I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat, and I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans With Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams And it almost fell at the Alamo Beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville And she got cut again at Shiloh Hill There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard and Bragg And the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam And now they've about quit waving back here at home In her own good land here she's been abused She's been burned, dishonored, denied and refused And the government for which she stands Is scandalized throughout the land And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin But she's in good shape for the shape she's in Cause she's been through the fire before And I believe she can take a whole lot more So we raise her up every morning 
We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her upright. On second thought, I do like to brag, cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. Watch a movie. Stay out of the city. We'll be back next Monday.